Hello, podcasters. I am Anastasia Gabriel Flores, and today I'm here with Anastasia Perez. Anastasia gang. (laughs) And she is my friend and sorority sister. She's a sophomore here at Loyola in New Orleans, and she's majoring in history. Um, Hi. Hi. And so today Anastasia and I were in the library, and we were just hanging out. And we were discussing many things, and somehow the topic of sexual assault came up, and she inspired me to share my story, which I didn't know that I would do. And I guess um, after finding out that we had such similar stories, mm-hmm. I felt like we need to talk about it. Yeah. So. Full disclaimer. Um, <laughs> we're we're ha- we're very lighthearted about this conversation, like. <laughs> It's not really like a deep emotional thing right now for us. It's kind of just sharing our stories, but also, you know, being with each other. and Right, because keep in mind this did happen four years ago, and now I'm in such a good place that I want to share my experience and how yeah. I got through it. Yeah. So if we are laughing or anything like that... Um, we're fine. We're <laughs> fine. Um, but anyways, so... I wasn't really sure if I was going to give the full story and details and everything, but I'm just going to do it anyways in hopes of helping someone else. So I don't want pity or anything. I'm just sharing. Stop saying that. So anyways, (laughs) so my junior year in high school, um, I went to a party and fast forward was really intoxicated and somehow woke up, you know, with someone on top of me, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, in and out visuals of, like, being coherent and then not, mm-hmm. and I remember telling this guy to get off of me. Um, he was my age, and I know who he is, and uh, we went to a really small school, so I never imagined someone like this doing something like that to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was something I was never exposed to, any of that, anyways. Um and I remember telling him to get off of me, and he was like, let me finish. And that was really a lot mm-hmm. to take in at the time. And so the next morning, um, after everything had happened, I just remember feeling completely empty. And I remember Anastasia saying that she, after this had happened to her, she felt very much so like her body wasn't hers anymore. And yeah. I really related to what yeah. you said. It was a really weird feeling that I've never experienced before. Only mm-hmm. that, you know, after what had happened to me, we had very similar experiences. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go into detail. Um, yeah, I felt really disconnected from my body, like my mind from my body. I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, my mind was in a new body, very mm-hmm. unfamiliar, uncomfortable body. Yeah. Very strange feeling, very like odd, uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a weird feeling to describe. And um, after it happened, I remember leaving the party drunk, drove my car to my friend's house drunk and slept in their driveway. And when I was leaving, I remember the girl that owned the house being like, did you have fun? And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, everyone around me really doesn't care. Like, they don't know the extent of the situation. Mm super drunk so I don't even know where my head was but I was obviously emotional and knew that something wasn't right because Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop crying and I knew that I had to leave that situation um so definitely like down the road that made me lose trust with a lot of people that I was close to and I went to a really small high school so 
graduated in class of 22. So can you imagine how many friends I didn't have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, there was like not a lot of people there, but still. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it. So fast forward four years to maybe around August of this year. Um, I still didn't tell many people. I told a few friends that I felt like I could trust and none of them had went through any experience like I had went through or experienced sexual assault. So I really didn't have anyone to relate to the situation. And I kind of did just put it aside and not deal with it until I had to. I mean, Mm -hmm. I knew that I didn't want to deal with it until I was in a relationship. And I knew that, you know, like I didn't like being touched or anything like that. And I felt like I didn't need to worry about it until I needed to worry about it. So um, fast forward to August of this year. Um, a close relative of mine actually, you know, asked me to have dinner with them and drinks or whatever. And then when I was in a vulnerable state, I guess, I wasn't drunk or intoxicated or anything, but I definitely had a few drinks and was fine. They groped me and I lost it because people, and keep in mind this person's like in their 40s, it's like people and can think they can just get people drunk and like, you know, take advantage take of advantage. them and it had hope in this box, yeah. you know, like you said, where um, I had to deal with those problems. Like, after that had happened the next day, like, I told my mom and dad, and I scheduled a therapy appointment. Like, I was on another level. Like, I definitely feel everything intensely, and I knew that I had to deal with it then and there. And, you know, when something like that happens to you, you definitely just want to, like, kill the person that's out there trying to be predator someone and you know this person was a relative of mine has kids has a wife and I can't tell you who that is but just know that there's people out there close to you that you know that are sexual predators like Mm -hmm. it's it's most of the time someone you know mm -hmm. that is like the perpetrator Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah both situations and I never you don't know ever know if you're ever going to experience this but it's crazy when it's people close to you that do for sure and so after sharing my story with both my parents um which I never thought I would do and I don't know why I didn't tell my parents the first time um but definitely when I did I felt 10 times better just knowing that they knew and then telling my grandparents and um you know my grandma was like this explains a lot because I had been so distant or like Anytime they brought up anyone, like, relationships or anything, I was like, be quiet. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, just anything of that sort. Um, And so after I finally told people, I started to feel ten times better. And then going to therapy was its own experience Mm -hmm. in itself. Like, you know, therapy is definitely yeah. hard, like, to find afford- affordable therapy. Um, luckily, we have it for free on campus here at Loyola University if you're from here, if you go to school here. <laughs> but, um, you know, finding the right therapist or finding someone close to you that you can talk to is really important. And so after talking to my therapist, I mean, going to therapy is just so important in itself because we talked about, you know, sexual assault, but we also talked about, like, childhood traumas or, like, anything that I had ever gone through that was significant and it could be something so small that could stick with you for Mm -hmm. many years and you Mm -hmm. won't even realize it until you go see someone that specializes in this so yeah and I'm really (laughs) proud of you for what you've done to recover and get better thank you um (laughs) that it takes a lot 
yeah. especially to tell your parents. Yeah. And like props to you for doing that and being right. open and being vulnerable. Thank you. You're welcome. I definitely didn't know I would do that. And I didn't know I would tell, you know, like my dad. Yeah. You know? It is, yeah, it's a little weird, even if it's like. Well, I guess it's because like. My dad wasn't in my life growing up, but I guess now that I'm older, we have a closer relationship mm-hmm. where I want to tell him things, and it felt nice to tell my dad and know that, like, he would definitely, like, kill someone if needed be. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, and then telling my mom, it was nice that she had my back because since it was a close family member, I just need to know that she knows and that she told people in the family so that I don't have to, you know, why is Gabby not at Christmas? You know? Yeah. Like, now everyone knows, yeah. so I don't have to go. You have a really good support system yeah. coming from your parents. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's it's definitely important, and I got really lucky, and honestly, if I didn't tell anyone, it would be bad, and I think that's why it's so important to tell people around you, because they can't help you unless they know. Tea. <laughs> um, yeah, you are, like, you know, on a better path. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. <laughs> Um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to share? I mean, we've had similar experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, high school party, stuff like that, intoxicated. Um, mine goes five years back. Mm -hmm. Um, mine, my experience, um, was publicized a lot because I was, you know, like fading in and out of like consciousness and not really understanding what was going on. Um, but people around me at that party were aware of what was happening. They were seeing it happen firsthand. Yeah. And um, so the next day, I was kind of in shock. Not, not you know, it hadn't hit me yet what mm-hmm. happened. But the first thing I felt was, like, embarrassment, mm-hmm. which looking back is, like, that's so stupid. That's what you were worried about, like, being embarrassed. Um, but, yeah, it was embarrassment about, like, oh, my God, these people saw this happen to me or saw me doing this. That's really embarrassing. And um, I hung out with friends that day because, like, it didn't really hit me yet fully what happened, but I was still really upset about it. I was really like, oh, my God, I just had sex with someone and I didn't know this person. I didn't want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And also everyone saw it happen. Yeah. And um, I'm very, like, not super emotional in front mm-hmm. of people. Um, and I use, like, humor as a coping mechanism a lot when I am, you know, going through stuff. So whenever I would hang out with my friends, they I would, you know, be normal, making jokes, mm-hmm. you know. And I could tell by, like, the looks on my friends' faces. They were kind of confused and concerned because when I told them what happened, they they took it seriously. They took it more seriously than I did. Mm-hmm. And when I was, like, making jokes or, you know, being normal, they were just like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, are you sh- like, are you sure you're fine? And it wasn't until I was finally alone. I got dropped off at home. I was finally alone that it hit me. I, like, um, started crying, started sobbing, called my friend on the phone, and I was like, I didn't want this to happen. I wasn't... I didn't want to have sex. This wasn't, like, consensual. And mm-hmm. um, she kind of comforted me, comforted me a little bit. And then I went to take a shower, looked in the bathroom mirror, and I saw all these hickeys on my neck. Mm-hmm. And I, like, lost my mind. I lost it. I had a huge, like, panic attack, and 
Um, that's when I felt like this disconnection between my mind and my body, like, you know, me mm-hmm. and my body. And I felt like my body wasn't mine. I felt like I was in someone else's body. Like, you know, it's a really weird feeling. Like, yeah. I can't emphasize this feeling. I can't, right. like, it's words don't do it justice. Weird. It's really weird. It's, like, a that. very unique feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a shower and kind of, like, it had hit me what happened to me and, like, the extent of, like, how serious it was. And I was like contemplating who to tell if I should tell anyone if I should go to the police go to the emergency room get mm-hmm. like a rape kit and um I mean at this point I had already showered I the 24 hours yeah, had gone by you don't think of that when it happens yeah. to you I definitely didn't I didn't do anything I about just didn't know what to do because I was like well everyone I grew up with everyone I go to high school with saw this happen and they're not gonna understand how the extent of like how bad this is and they don't, no one knows what's mm-hmm. happening to me by myself in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's a very intimate, like, personal experience. Mm-hmm. And as I was, like, thinking about, like, who do I tell? I was, like, really looking for comfort. Like, I really wanted someone to comfort me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, I can't tell my parents. They can't know I drink. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, I'm sure anyone who's listening to this or even I, like, looking back on that, it's, like, so stupid to think. Mm-hmm. I can't tell my mm-hmm. parents I was raped because I was drinking but that was you know my yeah. reasoning and um you know I was just like really looking for comfort in like an adult like a fi- like an adult figure mm-hmm. um I was thinking about telling my English teacher because I was really close with her and you know I had talked about other personal stuff with her and like throughout the year um eventually I just never told anyone mm-hmm. my parents don't know to this day most of my friends don't know to this day I'm pretty sure the only people that know are the people I went to high school with, the people that were with me that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and years have gone by. I transferred high schools. Um, kind of, it was just like a thing of the past, you know? Something mm-hmm. that was, I didn't really think about it that much, but it was just like always there. And I didn't really have like any issues in my life, you know, with that. Like no you know, PTSD or anything like that. Like, I just had gone on with my life. And then, um, but now that I'm thinking about it, now that we're talking, I, anytime I, because I had experienced, like, minor sexual harassment, like, throughout high school. Like, mm-hmm. at work, a coworker, like, a grown man would, like, flirt with me anytime we were alone in, like, the stock room, and he would, mm-hmm. like, make his move or whatever. Or um, just anything, like, small stuff like that. I just would get pissed. Like, really pissed. Mm -hmm. And I thought everyone was like that until, like, coming to college. And, like, my friends get sexually harassed at work. And they just, like, take it. And I'm very defensive. And I'm Mm -hmm. very protective of them and also, like, myself now. And I kind of see, like, where that comes from. But, like, my, like, box of, like, trauma and, you know, emotions didn't really open until last year during the Kavanaugh hearings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of, I was seeing all these men defending this rapist and victim shaming, and I took it really personal, and I, mm-hmm. it affected me a lot. I was like, why is this affecting me so much? I just thought I was like a huge activist for, mm-hmm. you know, women's rights and like the Me Too movement and all that. But it was like, it affected me on a way more personal level. And I, looking back on it, it was, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard to go through like, the nation voting on a man who is accused of rape to be, like, you know, part of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know, that was like a big thing for me. And I mean, you know, talking about it helps. Right. Yeah. It's crazy how much people in society will downplay men who do give them the benefit of the doubt acts like this Mm -hmm. you know i i mean i i've seen it firsthand in college Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know i get really protective and defensive these days and i'm like that comes from you know my experience and yeah it makes you protective of anyone around you Mm -hmm. because i don't know women when it comes to discussing like sexual Mm -hmm. so there's like this textbook definition of that you're used to learning about, it's like some, you know, you have this vision of like a man mm. kidnapping you and forcing himself on you or like, you know, a man luring you into an alley and mm-hmm. doing that. And it's not like that. It's not that clear. There's like gray areas mm-hmm. and no one discusses those gray areas. That's why people are really misinformed um, and don't seek help when they should be because they don't think that it's I mean that that was my experience I was like I still am really uncomfortable with the word rape because I mean yeah that Monday more that Monday at school people were making jokes about it in the hallway and I just like was like okay this can't be mm-hmm. sexual assault because people are laughing about it people are making jokes about it and I have to accept that well then you start to think like you know you start asking yourself these questions like, well, was I really drunk? Did I consent? Mm-hmm. Did I want to do that? And you start like and it's victim like, no. shaming yourself. Yeah, and for sure. And I'm like, if anyone else were doing this to another victim, I would be pissed. I would never mm-hmm. let that happen. But it's like so much easier to, you know, put mm-hmm. yourself down and like question yeah. your, yourself. But I mean, it's been five years. And after having those symptoms of trauma and mm-hmm. PTSD, it's like, like, okay, this really did happen, and now I need to yeah. do what I need to do to heal myself. Mm-hmm. So Because, I mean, like, as much as people, I mean, we're, I was 15. My friends were 15. People mm-hmm. in the hallway that were making comments were 15. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as they made jokes about it and whatever, no one knew the discomfort I had with my own body. No one knew the mm-hmm. panic attack I had in the bathroom by myself looking in the mirror. No one knew, like, how much I cried all yeah. week and I it was a rough week because I f- kind of was really disconnected with my family too mm-hmm. and I was being a bitch basically it's like my family mm-hmm. and it was just me like going through it and not telling anyone and um I remember one day my brother texted me and he like went off on me he's like why do you think you can just do this like why do you like why are you acting this way he was like being really rude and mean to me and I was like, oh, if only you knew. Like, if yeah. only you knew what I'm going through right now because, you know, I'm not... It's like you're trying to process it. everything because, like, so many people have asked me or I've thought to myself even, like, why didn't I tell my parents sooner or people closer to me sooner that could actually do something? And it's, like, so easy to just push that away. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you don't even have the time to really process it or you want the time to process it and you don't even know what to think of the situation. You know, when something's new, you're like, what is this? And Mm -hmm. all these things come up. And so it's just like everything at once and you don't really know what to do with yourself. And looking back on it, like my life would have been definitely easier. I would have healed a lot faster, recovered a lot faster if I had told someone. But no one tells us what to do, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like everyone's experiences are so different, but it's also at the end of the day, it's like, 
you were sexually assaulted, I was sexually assaulted, and, like, they, they are similar stories, you know, mm-hmm. but not everyone has similar stories, and it's, like, does it mean you weren't sexually assaulted and any more, less than I was, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that was definitely, like, a tough part, is, like, accepting that it was sexual assault, mm-hmm. because everyone around me wasn't taking it seriously, and, mm-hmm. but, like, when I was having these panic attacks, I was, like, oof, this is pretty serious this mm-hmm. is affecting me more than I thought it would mm-hmm. and I just had to go through it like by myself basically mm-hmm. for however long it took me to kind of get back to my normal routine yeah when do you think things got better um it was definitely a slow slow process I mm-hmm. was in theater in high school mm-hmm. and so I had theater ev- um after school every day from mm-hmm. like whatever time school ended to five o'clock, seven o'clock. And so I was never really home. Like I wasn't home that often. And I was very, I was, you know, busy like doing theater. And that was like a huge help to me. Like theater like mm-hmm. saved me like mentally. Cause I was mm-hmm. busy. I was with people I loved. I was doing what I loved every day. Yeah. And um, this happened, I think March of my freshman year of high school so I think around April I think it took like a month for me to like get back into the normal pace of stuff um it was it kind of happened pretty like quickly and it was a pretty like rough transition but like Mm -hmm. you know I transferred high schools after so I forgot about it I was like this isn't part of my history anymore people who see me in the hallways now don't know what happened to me and that's not like a thought to them that's not Mm -hmm. like something they see in me so it's not something I see in myself anymore so I kind of just like push it away and um I never had any negative experiences you know if I was having like Mm. if I was in a relationship or if I was like you know like you know doing stuff like being Mm -hmm. touched or whatever I never had like a any negative experiences with that so the transition was a little easier too. Mm-hmm. Now that I, you know, was going to a new school, um, I could keep this past like out and hidden. Yeah. And but yeah, it wasn't until freshman year of college that mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this mm-hmm. is still there. Yeah. I guess for me, it's like, I don't, I don't remember what I, I did. Like, it's like my junior year of high school. I remember. I just started being distant with a lot of people. I was like, I know mm-hmm. who I cannot trust. Mm-hmm. And going to a small school, it's like, well, damn, <laughs> distant with the yeah, whole class. 22 kids. And I only had a few great friends, and I'd rather have a few great friends than a lot of whatever yeah, friends. Um, I could never be fake. Like, it's just not in me. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not there, it's not there. And um, definitely was shown who to trust and who not to trust. And I'm thankful for the people that did stick up for me, girls and guys, you know. Um but I don't remember, like, you know, it's like... It's not like a... It took three weeks for me to go back to normal. It was, like, very slow. Right. And, you but know. I don't even remember what my passions were at the time. Like, I was on dance team, and I loved dance. And then this happened junior year, I think, in the summer. And then... No, did I, I made it my senior year. I was like, I didn't make dance team, but I made it my senior year, and I didn't make it my junior year. So I guess... I don't remember what I was doing at that period, but having that group of girls really helped me because um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, just like anything, you need a strong group of women to be s- surrounded by, and I yes. had that on dance team, mm-hmm. and then I guess I didn't have it that summer 
or did I? I don't remember the exact date, but I've definitely isolated myself on purpose. <laughs> mm. Like, didn't want to tell anyone, didn't want to talk to anyone. Um, and then after senior year, moved to Puerto Rico, moved again. Like, I noticed that I kept moving on to different things or different projects. And mm. I just, like, later in therapy found out, like, that was just, like, me not wanting to deal with confront stuff and confront mm. things. Um, so she did a lot of, um, shifting, (laughs) but it was definitely important when I, you know, made that decision to go to therapy. And although being groped by someone close to me was not, you know, the plan, um, I definitely that day after it happened confronted everything that had been pushing away Mm -hmm. for four years. And now I feel more liberated than ever. And I cannot stress how good it is to just talk to someone. Yeah, I feel liberated too. I mean, yeah. I I never went to therapy for any... I still haven't gone. I'm, I'm like, I'm about to go now. But um, <laughs> because if you don't, then that box opens up unexpectedly. Yeah, it did. And you do... That's... It sucks. And I was in a crazy... I, I never knew that something would affect me like that. Like, you mm-hmm. think, okay, it's been four years. I'm... Whatever, I'm fine. Like... Obviously, I still struggled with that. Like, any guy looked at my friend weird. Like, older men, I was disgusted. I would say something. Like, Mm -hmm. literally (laughs) was walking my dog. This homeless guy was like, hey, cutie. And I was like, fuck off. And he was like, no, your dog. It's like (laughs) any little thing. Like, I'm ready to snap. Like, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely have up a wall. I don't think I do now. I guess I know my boundaries and things like that. But um, that's important. But I just didn't know that when that situation happened that I would be, like, so just thrown off by it. Like, was ready to, like, do some things that I would never do. <laughs> like, Murdering you someone. just literally, like, mm-hmm. I wanted revenge and I was very upset. And, you know, it can look like anyone and you just don't think people like that would do something like that. And mm-hmm. now... Well, after it happened, and now I'm like, I want everyone to know. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Like, obviously, I'm not going to say the name here, but, you know, it makes you feel better. Because it's like, you know now. Like, that guy on campus. You know? Yeah. I don't know if we shared the story. Um, so, there's this person who is um, friends with my friends. I'm not friends with him. He was accused of rape. And my friends are still, I mean, not friends with him, but, you know, if they see him, they'll say hi. I do not. I mm-hmm. give him dirty looks. I am a huge bitch to him. Mm-hmm. I'm not nice to him at all. Um, if he's in my way, I shove him over. If he's talking to my friends, I give him dirty looks. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm very, very, like, protective, and I'm very defensive now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really weird seeing people keep giving men the benefit of the doubt Mm. um it's odd because because they don't don't do that to women and you don't expect that Mm -hmm. like you would be like a rape accusation is very serious i would never Mm. you know but it's like everyday people are just like oh but he's a cool guy he's a good person he's Mm -hmm. he's smart he's he does all this i'm like i don't give a fuck literally it's like too bad people don't walk around with labels on their forehead Mm-hmm. so that you can like okay i'm gonna stay away from you no mm-hmm. you don't know can't trust any man which is why literally that's why my guard is always up with anyone mm-hmm. like 
you know, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> to strangers, because I'm like, I know you, but I don't know them. Like, yeah. So I'm not, I'm such a, like, walls up kind of person until mm-hmm. I know every way, everyone in the situation. And I think, you know, with anything, it's good to be observant and conscious. And when you go out, look around. Look out for your friends. And, you know. If your friends are wasted. Your friends should look you out for you, too. You do not let go home with someone. Yeah. No matter how. Exactly. How much they tell you. No, I really want to go home with it. No, you do not. Yeah. Well, look out Make for your sure friends. your friends are in the right mind. Have a good support mindset. system. Have, go out with good people. Don't go out with girls that don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Or couldn't care less if you went yeah. home with someone else while you were wasted and could regret it the next yeah. morning like more than anything. That's literally always why like I go out with Paige, my best friend. Mm-hmm. Literally, she was on episode one. But, <laughs> like, you know, it's because, like, I know her, and I know at the end of the day that she's going to say something. And let's say I make some new friends, probably not going to go out if Paige isn't with me because mm-hmm. I don't know those people. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, different things can make us act differently and do different stuff and these experiences, but it's it's life. And it's like, I guess I'll just have to take this experience and use it the best I can mm-hmm. and help yeah. other people yeah all I can do is be there for someone else I mm-hmm. can't like my own shit is my own shit that I have to go through but right yeah I will always be there for someone else I, like I, I can say you know mm-hmm. I'm with you I know what you're going through mm-hmm. obviously I don't want to have to say that to someone I don't want to I don't I wouldn't wish this on anyone mm-hmm. but you know if a friend of mine or anyone, even a stranger, like, were to come to me and mm-hmm. open up about, you know, something like this, I would be there and I would understand. Yeah. Without judgment. Because I had to go through the judgment, like, one of the worst judgments of, like, you know, people I grew up with and mm-hmm. saw in the hallways every day. When you had went through your experience, was there anyone around you that had went through something similar? Um. Just- Kind of. Mm. I texted a friend of mine um, the day after it happened. Mm. And I, because she, I knew she had a similar experience. And I was just like, I feel really disconnected. I feel like this weird feeling of like being disconnected from my body. I feel so weird. And she was like, I felt the same exact way. I took like a five hour long shower. And I don't know, just like having someone understand Mm -hmm. is so powerful. And, like, being able to share your experience is, I don't know, it makes you feel less alone. It was, like, that comfort that I needed, mm-hmm. that I didn't know I needed. Yeah. hmm And was she someone you initially wanted to tell? No. I, I didn't really want to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted comfort, but I didn't want to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, like, the thing that held me back mm-hmm. from getting help or, you know, doing the proper things that I need to do to move on and heal. Um, And to, you know, like to this day, I still, I never talk about this. Mm -hmm. But here I am talking about it. I'm putting it out there. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And, you know, looking back, I wish I got the proper help Mm -hmm. and dealt with this in like a healthy way Mm -hmm. because, you know, that box is just... It's crazy how many people can relate though Mm -hmm. because when I didn't tell anyone the first time around four years ago there was no one I knew that had went through this fast forward to now in August when this happened to me I told my aunts my tias which I'm close to 
mom, dad, grandma, and all the women in my life were sexually assaulted. And mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Happens, happens too often. Yeah. Happens to, you never know. You just never know. And I mean, all different stories. I mean, relatives, friends, strangers, you mm-hmm. don't ever know. And it's important to talk about it because, you know, your parent could have gone through it. Your grandparent could have gone yeah. through it. Like I said, like th- just having a shared experience and talking about it with someone else mm-hmm. who understands is just like makes you feel so much less alone and like makes you feel like, okay, if this person went through it, I can go through it. And they're here to help me because mm-hmm. they went through it too. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, I'm glad you came on today to talk about your story. And thank you for, you know, having me and being here with me, being a support system. Yes, thank you for being with me. I couldn't have shared it, honestly, if you weren't here with me, because finding out that you had went through something similar encouraged me to share my story. And I feel comfortable sharing my story with you Mm -hmm. and everyone on the internet. (laughs) Everyone on Spotify and Apple Music, yes. Um, Yeah, well, to anyone who's listening... Anastasia and Anastasia. We're out. Um, We're out. Peace out. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you every Sunday. Bye.